I don't want to jinx it, but we are absolutely rolling on our picks here in the Big 12 Conference. It's uh, week seven. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. Thanks for joining us. We cover the Big 12. We appreciate you being here on YouTube, on podcast, and of course on uh, the Facebook Live as well. And if you're new, hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss a show, whatever platform you're on. We appreciate you joining us and being a part of it. So, I've been doing this new system this year where I give you an underdog, a lock, and a bad bet of the week. And I'm going to give you that once again here this week. Now, we are 9-5-1 and one on these picks so far this season. So we are rolling through the season. I'll take that every single 9-5-1. My goodness, sign me up for that. Last week, my underdog was Oklahoma plus 6.5. Um my lock of the week last week was, let's see. Oh, I had Texas Tech minus one and a half against Baylor. And then the one I missed, my bad bet was KU against UCF. That was the one I lost, obviously. KU won the game by 30 points. So uh, two and one last week, nine, five and one on the season overall. I'll give you a lock, I'll give you a bad bet, and I'll give you an underdog this week. And then I'll pick the other two games as well just for fun. But those games don't count against my record. The only games I'm counting against my record, come on, let's be fair here, are the three games. The lock, the underdog, and the bad bet. So let's start off with um, my underdog of the week. All right? Do you want me to start there? I'll save the lock for the very end. My underdog of the week is Kansas State plus one and a half at Texas Tech. I I get it. Kansas State looked like hot garbage against Oklahoma State on Friday night. That's not Kansas State. I believe that Chris Kleiman knows he's got a team that can compete for a Big 12 title. And they laid a total egg. They thought they were going to walk in the Stillwater and they were going to roll over a Cowboys team that was playing like hot garbage. Well, guess what? They ended up being the ones that played like hot garbage And I got to imagine Chris Kleiman has let him hear about it all week long. They have an extra day's rest for this game. Texas Tech coming off. I don't want to call that a a rivalry game, Tech and Baylor, but it is something. It was Joy McGuire on the road against his former team, desperately wanting that win. That game meant a lot to Texas Tech. Now, I think Tech's getting better. But here's what this game's going to come down to for me. The reason I like Texas Tech as an underdog at plus one and a half. First off, Tech has not been able to protect the quarterback. Texas Tech is tied for second in the Big 12, giving up the most sacks at 14 this year. Kansas State has racked up 14 sacks in five games. They've been very good on that front. Secondary's been weak, but they've been very good on that front getting to the quarterback. So that's been a big boost for them. That's helped them a lot so far. And I think we're going to see more of that on Saturday night. In Lubbock, I think that K-State's front end is going to give uh, that Texas Tech passing game a very, very tough time. And Tech's going to struggle to get the run game going. Now, where Kansas State has been at its weakest is in the secondary. But the run defense has been outstanding. K-State is first in the Big 12 in run defense, only giving up three yards per game. So they've been very good on, on, on that side of the defense. The passing defense, though as you well know, has just been, unfortunately, an utter mess for Kansas State so far this season. They are dead last in the Big 12 in passing yards allowed per game. 
And in defensive efficiency, they're in the bottom five in the Big 12. So they struggle there. But I believe that Barron Morton's not going to have enough time to torch this team down the field because of that offensive line. So I like Kansas State as my underdog here. Another reason I like Kansas State is because the wise guys are with me here. The smart money is on Kansas State. How do I know that? Well, Kansas State is getting 41% of the action. So six out of 10 bets are on Texas Tech, but the line's not moving. What does that tell you? That tells you that there's a lot more money and bigger bets going in on Kansas State. Even though they're only getting 40% of the action, the big money is coming in on the Wildcats. So I'm going with the wise guys here, and I'm going to give you Kansas State as my underdog of the week, plus one and a half against uh, Texas Tech on the road. Meantime, my bad bet of the week. Boy, this is crazy to me, but this is my bad bet of the week. My bad bet of the week, TCU minus five and a half. I don't get it. I, 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 I do not get it. I thought this line would open up around three, maybe, in favor of TCU. It opened up at five. It's gone to five and a half. And by the way, I will be honest with you. I'm going against the big money. Apparently, the Sharps, the wise guys, the smart money likes TCU in this game. I don't get it. TCU's two and four against the spread this year. For some reason, TCU, by the way, owned Vegas last year. I mean, TCU was was um, making a lot of people a lot of money last year. Vegas never bought in the TCU last year. But now the opposite's happening. They're overbuying TCU. I, I don't understand it. I mean, I, I get that the four new teams have struggled in the Big 12, but BYU is the only one of the bunch that does have a win. Granted, it is against Cincinnati, but they're also coming off a bye week on top of that. Um, and and I'm just looking at this and I'm saying, yeah, I have concerns about TCU when it comes to their rush defense going up against, uh, uh, or I should say BYU's rush defense going up against Imani Bailey. I do. BYU has not been great against the run. They're on the road, Big 12 environment. But remember, Unlike the other new schools, BYU was more or less playing a Pac-12 schedule the last couple of years. So it's not like we look at BYU and say, oh, they're stepping up in conference. I mean, yes, the Big 12 is better than the Pac-12, but still, BYU has been playing Power 5 football more or less, right? More or less. I, not, not exactly Power 5 football, but they have played a lot of Power 5 football. So I, I was just blown away by the line when it came down. I am still very surprised by it, and the bad bet for me this week is rolling with TCU because TCU has looked like a shell of it for of its former self, going on the road and and losing to Iowa State, um, losing at home to West Virginia the week prior. They are not making the halftime adjustments they need to make, uh, and they're not progressing. I still think there's a lot of talent there, but they're not progressing at the pace that I expected at this point in the season. So I am staying far away from TCU, never mind as a five-and-a-half-point favorite against a BYU team that's coming off a bye week. That's not going to be intimidated by TCU. I mean, I love TCU, but let's be honest, it's not exactly uh, rocking a home field advantage there. It's just, it's not. 
So uh, I will avoid TCU minus five and a half. That's my bad bet of the week. Now, my lock of the week. You ready for this? My lock of the week on Heartland College Sports. I'm Pete Mundo. If you're just joining us, hit that thumbs up on YouTube. It helps us more than you realize. Same thing on the podcast. Leave that five-star rating and review. My lock of the week. Iowa State plus four and a half at Cincinnati. There's a, a few reasons for this. First off, let me start off with the fact that defensively, Iowa State is in a different category. This has not been the Iowa State defense we've been used to seeing. But defensive efficiency for Iowa State, they are number one in the Big 12. Meantime, when you look at Cincinnati, they rank 13th in the Big 12. They are not in a good position on that side of the ball when it comes to defensive efficiency. On top of that, Iowa State has done a very good job when it comes to interceptions this year. They have 10 interceptions on the season. That is second in the Big 12 to Oklahoma. Cincinnati, Emory Jones, tied for the third most interceptions in the league this season. That's not a good number. And by the way, they've done it in one fewer games than the other teams. They've got six interceptions in their five games. Iowa State, on the other hand, as I noted, uh, 10 picks in six games, second only OU. So at some point, I see something like that, a big pick coming back to bite Cincinnati in this game. And then the other thing I was looking at was the, um, you know, red zone defense. You're going on the road, you know, tricky spot. How hard is that? Points are going to matter. Well, look at this. Red zone defense. Yeesh. I, I I don't like this at all. So let me show this with share this with you here. Um, Iowa State is in a situation where their red zone defense it's it's not great. It's not all right, but it's better than Cincinnati's. I'll tell you that right now. It is better than Cincinnati's, which is third worst in the Big Twelve. Iowa State is in the top five in red zone defense. So that's where you want to be if you're Iowa State. For all those reasons. I'm rolling with Iowa State plus four and a half as my lock of the week in the Big 12. That's where I'm going with this thing, and um, I'm jumping on board with the Cyclones. They looked much improved last week. This young, I, I think last week, Iowa State's win last week against TCU can be one of those games where a young core comes together and suddenly starts to understand each other. Rocco Beck with the wide receivers, with those running backs that looked really good. The offensive line is not allowing anybody to get on Beck, by the way. They're doing an outstanding job protecting him, plus the offensive play calling is helping. And you're seeing a lot of young guys as well on defense fly around the field. So give me as my lock of the week, Iowa State plus four and a half against Cincinnati on the road. And those those new Big 12 schools have struggled. All right. So once again, my lock of the week, Iowa State plus four and a half, taking on Cincinnati on the road. My underdog, Kansas State plus one and a half at Texas Tech. And my bad bet, TCU minus five and a half um, against BYU. Avoid that one. Now I will pick the other two games, but it's not going to count against my record. All right, so uh, first off, let me give you Kansas and Oklahoma State. This is This is such a hard game to pick because... I don't know what the heck Oklahoma State is. 
Uh, we know that Jalen Daniels, I mean, you know, that back has obviously been uh, disappointing all season long. Uh, looks like he is not going to play against Oklahoma State this weekend. That's a game changer, of course. So this is one of those games that I would avoid, but I'm going to give you a pick because I'm that kind of guy, because that's what you want, that's what you're looking for, and I am going to roll in this game. It's Kansas minus 3.5 at Oklahoma State. Give me the Jayhawks. Even with Jason Bean, give me the Jayhawks. I believe Kansas is far superior in the trenches. Oklahoma State has struggled to stop the run. That was a total dud of a game for Kansas State last week. Um, I, you know, Kansas is not going to overlook this team. Kansas shouldn't overlook anybody, um, but they're not going to overlook Oklahoma State because of what they did last week. And I think a part of Kansas State last week was overlooking the Cowboys. That's not going to happen this week, but Kansas is the better team. They're better in the trenches. They have been very creative. They have gotten the running game going incredibly efficiently, and that's ultimately what's going to win this game. They're averaging 5.9 yards per carry. Oklahoma State's near the bottom of the Big 12 in, in rushing defense so far this season. So give me the Jayhawks minus 3.5 in Stillwater in that one. And then the other one. This is going to be fun on Thursday. West Virginia... At Houston. So I am going to roll with West Virginia minus two and a half. West Virginia continues to get disrespected. West Virginia, I, I like I get it hasn't been pretty, but come on. They just continue to get disrespected. This could be another couple of points. I still might take the Mountaineers. So first off, West Virginia has been very clean this year. 18 penalties, that's the fewest in the Big 12. Houston has been sloppy, 31 penalties on the season. On top of that, Houston offensive line has gotten smoked. They have given up 13 sacks in five games. That's going to be a problem. They can't run the ball as well. West Virginia's defense is going to eat them alive. They're going to stop the run. They're going to be all over Donovan Smith, and they are going to win this game. And it may be something like 20-14. to 14. I don't know. It's going to be something... Fairly low scoring. I would lean to the under as well in that game. That's come down significantly, by the way. But uh, I am surprised that there's a lot of there's a lot of big money coming in on Houston in this game. Houston's only getting 33% of the action, but the line moved from West Virginia minus three to West Virginia minus two and a half. So they want you to bet West Virginia, despite the fact that the Mountaineers are getting 67% of the money. Everyone's got this vision that, well, Dana's going to come out and play strong against his former team. Why? I, like, I don't understand. Why? As if somehow this game means more to Dana Holgerson than it does Neil Brown, who's still coaching for his job, by the way, and would love to smack around Dana Holgerson and remind West Virginia fans that they got a good coach here and they shouldn't long for the days of Dana Holgerson who left him with a completely empty cupboard, by the way. That's been one of the problems for Neil Brown. I mean, I'm not here to defend him. He's had a long time to turn this thing around and he really hasn't until this year. But Dana Holgerson got out and he knew when he should have gotten out because there was nothing, nothing on the back burner after Will Greer and those guys left. He had an empty cupboard, and Neil Brown would love nothing more than to stick it 
to Dana Holgerson. So this game means just as much to Neil Brown as it does to Dana Holgerson playing his former team. And I just don't think Houston's any good. Like, I'm not sure how good West Virginia is. They keep proving a lot of us wrong. But I don't think Houston's very good. So I'm going West Virginia minus two and a half on Thursday night in that matchup with the Houston Cougars on the road. That is going to be a lot of fun. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. You guys are the best. Thank you for being here. This show has just exploded this year uh, beyond my wildest imaginations uh, on YouTube, on the podcast. So thank you. Do me a solid. Subscribe on YouTube. Share it. Hit the thumbs up. That really does help us on every video. Comment on the video. I respond to as many as I can. And if you're on the podcast, well, you know the deal, right? Here's the koozie. I'm flashing it right now for the YouTubers. If you leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. I'll get you hooked up with a free Heartland College Sports koozie. And on top of that, uh, make sure that you are hopping on the uh, message boards. Those are free at heartlandcollegesports.com. It's a great way to interact with all of us on the site. And we'll be talking to you guys there. Have a great rest of your week. Can't wait for the games, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon at heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care. Have a great day.